Welcome back to Bird's Eye View. When it comes to the Orioles, this weekly podcast is your official source for a lack of insight and for baseless opinion. Today is April 22nd, 2020. This is episode 292. My name is Scott Magnus. And this is Jake English. And on this week's show, we're going to go around the bases to figure out how baseball is staying relevant. We'll also talk about whether or not we need to change flags. And we'll do that right after we lubricate for the show. It's time for the drink of the week. Jake, what are you drinking this evening? Well, no pun or joke intended, but I am drinking a Corona Extra, which was delivered to my house by uh, by someone very special. The Easter Bunny. Not quite. Not quite. Look, everyone needs it? a terrible beer um, to, in essence, you know, celebrate being at home with their kids for six plus weeks. Is that is that the celebration? Uh, that is about as much celebration that occurs in the English household from what I've heard. <laughs> what about you? What are you drinking this week? Uh, I'm going simple. I'm just doing a Jack and Coke this evening um, over ice. Um, nothing fancy. Just poured two shots in and dropped a 12-ounce uh, can of soda in there. So um, doing well, but again, nothing fancy. We'll allow it. And if you're interested to see what we are drinking uh, along throughout the week, please join us on Untapped. I'm at Jake E 4025 I'm at MAGN8606. Uh, and with that... Let's go to 280 characters or less this week on the Twitter. Uh, Jake, why don't you start us off? Sure. And, you know, when it comes to this, frankly, Scott, uh, well, I'll take it. This is a tweet that comes to us from Gary, Gary Pet 537-45764, who tweets, it's April 22nd, and so far the Orioles are undefeated, and so far the Yankees haven't won a game. Hey, again. We'll take it. Hey, still in first place. We'll take it. Um, next week comes from Ken Rosenthal. Of course, big news today in MLB. Um, Ken tweets as follows. Breaking Red Sox penalties, loss of 2020 second round pick. Ban of replay operator JT Watkins through 2020 playoffs and from doing the same job in 2021. And ban of Alex Cora through 2020 playoffs, but only for conduct with Astros. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly not... Um, a, a, a gravitas or a, a, a grandiose, um, you know, punishment, as it were, um, considering that this is the second offense that the Red Sox have. The first one being the the Apple Watch, um, you know, issue before. Uh, Jake, what do you think about you know this matter with uh, the Red Sox and uh, the severity of the matter? You know, I think that it's not just that they're getting off light with penalties, but this is kind of the perfect time to announce uh, such penalties because. You know, on one hand, there's there's nothing going on. But the second time with so much going on from a current events standpoint, I feel like the laser like focus is not necessarily on the dormant sports world. And so MLB can kind of bury the lead. It's like it's like, you know, take out the trash day from the uh, from the podium. You know, they they put bad news on a, on a day where nobody's really going to be paying attention. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I I find it interesting that they only took away a second round pick um after the second offense um i also don't really see what the big deal is about Alex cora being out for you know what we are going to be expecting to be a shortened season for 2020 um and um a rebuild year probably for the red sox as well um and then the banning of the replay operator and jt watkins i feel is superfluous i i understand why it needs to be done um, but again, if the only you know punishment for the organization again is the second round pick, 
it, it seems kind of trivial. I mean, you're not even going to issue a fine or something. Um, I don't know. It, like I said, I, I would have expected more. Um, but I guess, you know, maybe we're reading too much into this. Perhaps. I Perhaps. Mean, if Major League Baseball would have come out with this punishment in another form, as it were, um, I think it could have been better. So I think it could have been like loss of a 20, 22nd round pick, ban of replay operator JT Watkins, like something like that. I think that would have been much better. You need to get out of the house, buddy. Well, what can I say? We we all need to get out of the house and be able to go to a baseball game and uh, you know have a beer at the same point. Um, the fact that we have to sing Sweet Caroline um, in Baltimore just shows truly how desperate we are for baseball. All right, our next tweet comes to us from WJZ CBS Baltimore, who tweets at WJZ Baltimore is teaming up with the Orioles, Ravens, Salvation Army, and Maryland Stadium Authority to provide ten thousand meals to vulnerable seniors living independently and across 145 senior living facilities and residential housing. There's a link to a, an article on um, uh, WJZ's website. We keep bringing this up. You know, we, we have questioned, you know, are the Orioles doing enough? Uh, whatever it was that they started with, we said, you know, it's a good start. If this is where they stop, that's not enough. It's good to see the team involved in char- charitable um, events like this. You know, you and I are both passionate about uh, food security. You know, food deserts, particularly in, in urban environments, something we both uh, are, are care strongly about. I'm glad the Orioles are getting involved in things like this. Um, you know, it'll it'll it's to be seen uh, how much they do with their own employees, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but being a civic institution and, and being involved in this way, you know, always a good look. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised um, in honesty. Um, you know, I thought after the fiasco in September of 2013 where the Orioles wouldn't give up one of their games so the Ravens could have a home game that, you know, based off what Twitter was saying, um, the Orioles and Ravens were <laughs> never, ever going to work again together. And in essence, um, you know, this is going to be a fiasco. Yes, I did say the words in essence. Um, but um yeah, a, a great example of um, two organizations being able to come out up for the greater good um, and, and and work together. So, so good on you, uh, everyone involved, in, including the Maryland Stadium Authority and the city. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this week on the Twitters, Scotty. There are are some things that we can discuss as far as baseball is concerned this week. Let's take a quick break and come back and go around the bases for whatever it is that we can find. Scotty, you know, we we said we had to push back the show this week, a couple of days, record on a Wednesday instead of a, a Monday. And we, you know, we were very lucky. We were fortunate to wait those two days because there was just so much that took place in the last couple of 
Not really. No, but no. let's scrape at the bottom of the barrel here. All right. Let's stumble over to first base. Can we put our talk- virtual reality glasses on uh, to go to first base by chance? We might have to. Okay. We might have to. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Dwight Smith Jr. is in the MLB The Show tournament. And we were like, wouldn't it be funny if Orioles fans got really into this because he turned out to be good at it? Well. Well, it, it, it uh, seems like they did. It happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I will admit that I have um, you know popped onto Twitter and at the very top from a live um, feed, I will occasionally watch maybe you know two to three minutes of Dwight Smith playing. Uh, I don't know if I watch much more than that. I've watched a few highlights of him like walking off a game or making a nice play, but I, I certainly haven't sat down for um, an extended period of time uh, to watch Dwight Smith Jr. Um, play MLB the show. How about you, Jake? No, I haven't, but I, I'm not hating on it either. Uh, faux baseball is better than no baseball. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr., whether or not he's a great uh, outfielder uh, or Major League Baseball player, is an entertaining and fun dude. Uh, so, you know, if this is what, what fans can use to fill the gap, good on them. Com- good on them. Com- completely agree. And, um, you know, I, I think MLB the show um, – is doing a great job also of cross-promoting with MLB. Um, it certainly makes me want to go out and buy Major League Baseball, the show. Jake, I believe you have it, correct? Yeah, yeah. They finally suckered me into it after uh, I think the last one I bought was 16. Yeah, um, so I have a uh, a Nintendo product, which doesn't allow for MLB, the show, to be played on it at this wah, time. Wah. Uh, I believe next year MLB, the show, does come to a Nintendo product off of just being on the PlayStation platform. Um, so, I mean, I, based off of what I have seen... Um, I would say it looks like something I would pick up. It it certainly looks like something that doesn't scare me. And as an old man now, video games can scare me. Uh, so I think I might pick this up and uh, partake in it. I certainly don't think it's as good as Ken Griffey uh, Junior Baseball. Um, Never, but it, but it intrigues me. Is the best way to put it. Yeah, and you know, I, I heard as of late, uh, Dwight Smith Junior is is starting to slide. Like maybe he's in danger of not making the uh, the playoffs uh, of the tournament. But you know, again, nice to have something to somewhat pay attention to. Yeah, I, I would come back and just point out that him being able to win any games with the virtual Baltimore Orioles is still very impressive to me. Um, it's almost as impressive as winning with the actual Baltimore Orioles. That is true. Um, I, I actually don't know who is actually better, the virtual Orioles the, or the real Orioles, but based off of Dwight Smith Jr. playing, uh, it looks like it may be the virtual Orioles. Uh, so, Jake, do you mind if we if I go to second base? Uh, I cannot wait to to see you go to second okay, base. Okay, well, since we're leaving first base um, and we're leaving Dwight Smith Jr. Uh, and MLB The Show, I think the only proper way to go to second base is by saying, Let's go! Because minor league baseball was one step closer to reducing the amount of teams out there. Um, there is apparently an agreement in place for 160 teams to go down to 120 teams. Um, you know, Major League Baseball is, you know, in essence, saying that this is due to, you know, financial reasons, um, wanting to, in essence, compact and create a, a further infrastructure for their minor league facilities that are um, of higher quality, um, closer to their main ballparks. Um, we have talked about this before on the show. Um, you, you know, Jake, what's your what's your feedback on this one? Um, and, you know, what do you think is going to actually come from it? So I saw that they were closer. My question, though, is have they released any revised uh, information about 
which teams are on the chopping blocks. No, um, I, I don't believe any teams have been named um, at this point. Um, so, uh, in, you know, in the original format that was a release from the names, the Frederick Keys, of course, were on that list. Right. Um, and, you know, the Frederick Keys were, you know, talked to about this and they were like, well, the Orioles told us that they don't want us gone. They want us to keep around, which is kind of like, you know, the boyfriend telling the girlfriend's like, no, 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 it's, it's not you. It's really me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really want you to stick around, but, um, you know, there's this other girl in my life and I've got to spend the money on her. I, I, I am specifically interested in the Frederick case because I think that baseball is, is doing okay in Frederick. I think baseball is good for Frederick. And if you, if you took a look at the teams that the Orioles have in the minor league system, you know, right in our backyard, I'm not sure that Aberdeen should make the cut. Um, but you know, if, if, uh, if it does get retracted, uh, I think Frederick would be a, a it would be a shame to lose that organization. It's just, uh, it, it's tough because I understand the finances of why baseball wants to do it. Don't love it. It's a, you know, 10, $12 billion industry acting like a 10 or $12 billion industry. Um, but I, I would hope that the cuts that they do make are sensible. Um, and I, I'm worried that that's not going to be, be the case. Unfortunately, you know, in some of these smaller towns across across the country. My fear is that first and foremost, those teams can be, you know, a a source of civic pride can be a civic institution um, for those smaller communities. And also if you have no professional baseball that's close to you, eventually that hurts the major league brand. Um, And I I worry about, you know, know, of course, baseball has been dying since, you know, it started, you know, it's a hundred years of baseball's dying. Uh, but at a time when you're worried about keeping a fan base, uh, you know, maybe the expenditure of having a minor league baseball team uh, that doesn't make a ton of money or any money, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere is worth it. Yeah, I remember when this first came out, there was a Fangraphs article and they were talking about um, how it would significantly increase the you know given population set that would have to drive more than three hours uh, mm. to get to a baseball game. Um, and I don't remember what that number was, but it was kind of mind-boggling. Um, and, and I think about that in terms of, you know, Western Maryland, for example, and not having the ability to go to Hagerstown. Now, I'm not sure how many people in Western Maryland are really going to Hagerstown games um, and it being the nearest, you know, ballpark to them. But I, I, I do agree with you, Jacob, um, you know, taking away, um, you know, that stadium, that ability to go to a ballpark, to see, hear the sounds, the sights, um, I think it's a significant movement and, you know, it's not just, um, you know, how it impacts, you know, stadium attendance or player development, but I also think about it as well, it relates to kind of youth baseball. And if there's no other teams around me, um, I wonder how that impacts youth baseball going forward as well uh, in terms of development within this country. Again, I have no idea. And I don't know if anybody does, um, but it's something for us to think about of, um, certainly the game from baseball is having a really difficult time of growing in um, urban communities due to the cost aspects from a baseball standpoint. Um, you and I are, you know, fathers of kids that play baseball and we certainly can see how costly the bats are and the balls are and the gloves are, um, you know, putting that back out and basically taking that away from rural. 
um, kids as well. I, I just don't know if, you know, rural communities are going to, in essence, play Little League Baseball to the degree that we expect them to if we start taking away minor league baseball. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, we'll we'll find out what happens when it when it happens. We uh, will find out who got axed. Um, I'm almost positive Hagerstown is on that list. Um, I don't know if it's a huge loss again since it's a Nationals affiliate and it is a very old and poorly run stadium with not a great amount of attendance. Uh, I would be very disappointed if the keys are on that list, uh, but I don't see uh, any other team in the Orioles organization. Um, that could fall off is the best way to put it. Um, yeah, I just don't see it. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Let's, uh, let's head over to third base, uh, third base, you know, three bases. So let's talk about the three state solution, Scott. Uh, recently there was, uh, news coming out that the, the major league baseball is considering uh, a new plan that might, see them opening up operations, not just in Arizona, but possibly in Arizona, Florida, and Texas. Uh, So this is, you know, obviously expanding the scope a little bit of the baseball in a bubble concept that we got in Arizona. What do you think about this? Do you think that that it is more likely that we'll see, you know, certain states reopening and, and, and possibly, you know, certain parts of the country safer for, uh, being reopened and baseball starts that way, if not conducts an entire season that way? Or do you think it's all or nothing and that baseball will will have to wait until everyone's home stadiums are accessible? So I, I think there's two things there. Number one, I think states will open up um, and there will be um, an ask for sports to be, you know, held there. Um, you know, whether it's baseball, uh, whether it's mixed martial arts, um whether it's tennis, it could be golf is another one that has been talked about as well of being brought back. So um, there are certainly going to be states that are going to open for business. We, we've seen that in the past week where Georgia is and is opening up um, and saying, hey, we're, we're going to basically be a, a test case, as it were. Um, the second point of your question was, um, are they going to open up and, and have safe aspects? Um, I have no idea. Um, I think until we go in there and, you know, actually have it happen and basically are proven that this is a really bad idea, which every single model and most doctors from, you know, the World Health Organization and CDC, I'll say it's probably not a great idea. Um, We may just have to have that proven out and, uh, you know, in essence, point out, hey, this is a really bad idea. By the way, that's the second in essence for this show. Um, I think it's going to blow up in, in in someone's face. I don't know if it's going to be Major League Baseball, but there is going to be a setback at some point. Um, we saw this during you know nineteen seventeen nineteen nineteen eighteen in Philadelphia with a with a setback with the Spanish flu. There's going to be a setback at some point, um, and it's going to be interesting to find out what is that that spark that um sets us all back. Do you think, as a fan? Is there a distinction between, you know, if they were to open and play play games without fans, is there a distinction between you having to watch your team play at your home park on television in front of nobody versus watching your team play at some random, you know, college facility in Texas in front of no, no fans? Like, 
does it matter to you if you can't go to see them? Does it matter to you where they play? It's a great question. Um, I, I think for the diehards, um, you know, we would watch spring training games, meaningless games, um, and we would still watch it. Um, I would argue that uh, major league games from 2018 to the present have been meaningless, but go that's, ahead. That's a great point. I, I hate to be cliche, um, but, you know, coming back to uniform talk, because I know, Jake, you love uniform talk. I might. Uh, there's something important to me about seeing Baltimore written across a jersey or the Orioles written across a jersey because it's, um, you know, it, it's similar to, you know, when you watch the Olympics. You and you want to watch your home team or you want to watch your rooting interest, you know, win. Just because they're playing away or not playing in front of fans, you still want to, in essence, have your brand be represented well. Um, so I think if the Orioles are going out to play um, in any of these states, whether they're playing in front of no fans, which is pretty typical in Baltimore, or a ton of fans, um, I don't think it really matters to me one way or the other. I just wanted to go see competitive baseball, quotation mark, um, and uh, you know, just experience the the greatness and the heartbreak that comes along with being a fan of a, a team that has the city's name across their jersey. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. If we're going to sit down and watch virtual baseball on MLB The Show, I think we're all craving something at this point. Sure. Sure. I will also say, too, that you know we talked about this before in terms of doing the games in Florida and Arizona, and Texas was brought back up um, as a third state as a potential option. Let me just tell you that if they decide to do games in um, northern Texas or west Texas um, in some of the minor league stadiums, uh, there is nothing out there. Like, it is literally, if if um, Aubrey Huff thought um, this was an HS town, um, wait till he gets out to Lubbock, Texas. The only good thing about Lubbock, Texas is it's the birthplace of Buddy Holly, and that is the only good thing about Lubbock, Texas. I think this is the perfect time to go to go home. So let's round third and head into home. The Orioles, it says, uh, will pay their employees through May. Oh, wait. The Orioles will pay their baseball operations mm. employees through May. Uh, so that looks like a great headline until you realize that that leaves out seasonal employees, uh, contractors or, or employees of, of concession workers like those that work for Delaware North and freelancers that work for the, the team or for Masson. You know, all of those employees are are untouched by the you know graciousness of the ball club paying its baseball ops through May. I, I know that it's expensive to pay people. I know that it's expensive to pay people when you're not uh, raking in any money, but you'd think that there would be a way to do something. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm not super impressed with the paying of baseball ops through May. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Um, on this one, um, you know, I think most businesses, um, have gone out and gone above and beyond, um, to do as much as possible. And I'm not saying small businesses. That's a, that's a different matter, but I'd say Billion um, dollar companies um, have gone out of their ways to basically make sure that their employees are supported uh, through this crisis. Um, and in, to see Major League Baseball, in essence, say, eh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, 
is really disheartening. Um, I was really hoping for kind of a better um, announcement from the Orioles here, um, especially from, you know, the Angelos's with um, they've been very giving to the community as it were. And, um, you know, have really been, you know, fortunate in terms of working for the working men. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, this is, there's room to improve here in, in my opinion. Um, and, it, and hopefully they realize that. Um, and hopefully they realize that, um, you know, a few extra dollars, whether it's an extra five or $10 million, um, is somewhat inconsequential, um, to kind of still maintain, um, the individuals that actually run your organization on a day on day basis. Can you imagine if the Baltimoreans were still around, uh, during this? I, I just, I can't imagine what Sam and Allen's take would be on something like this uh, when, it, when it comes to the plight of the workers. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there would be a lot of um, conversation about Bernie Sanders. Um, I believe there would be a conversation about uh, the number 143. Um, and uh, I believe there'd be conversation as it relates to, Hey Jake, uh, how many uh, employees uh, does uh, the Angelus family actually pay during this uh, layoff situation that are seasonal? Is that a Henry Urudia joke? It is going to be a Henry Urudia joke. <laughs> I don't know how many, Scott. Henry, none for Rudia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, ring the bell. That's all we've got for around the bases. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Jake, that was just for you and, and maybe Godzilla. Um, it's the only two people in the world that will ever get that whatsoever. Mm, but um, that, that's what we do here. So, <laughs> all right. Let's let's take a break. Let's compose ourselves. Grab another drink. And Scott, you asked me a fabulous question, and I want to talk about it on the show when we get back. Jake, uh, I have a question for you. Um, it's a predicament. Um, I'm asking you to be traded. Well, you are not the first. Get in line. Uh, so I'm asking you to be traded to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't love Detroit in the way that I, I uh, like no, Boston. Jake, Jake, um, it, it's, it's not those Tigers. Come again. Jake, I was wondering uh, if you might be interested, uh, instead of rooting for the Orioles uh, for this time being, to potentially uh, be traded and switch your fan alliances to um, some Taiwanese baseball or the KBO Baseball League um, with one of the Tigers organizations in in that baseball format. Um, what do you say? So Taiwan and the KBO are about to open their se- uh, seasons this month, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know what things are like over there, uh, and that's all good and fine. I'm just going to assume that this is all uh, above board and kosher. But I think your question is, would you, you know, get yourself into watching some random team from uh, the Taiwanese or the Korean Baseball League? And the answer to that question is absolutely yes. A hundred percent, I would absolutely do that. Um, you know, I often wonder how... Um, foreign fans out non-american fans 
find the Orioles. And, you know, like I get a brand like the Yankees. Sure. You know, I, I understand how people find that and connect with that. But but the Orioles, I mean, they, they really must just like the duck. So if I were to latch myself onto a team that I could watch while I wait for Major League Baseball to come back, I would try to find the most obscure, the most underdoggy, the most uh, ridiculous mascot team that I could find. You know, the, the kind that, that even their home fans would wonder, like, what, why does this guy care about us? What, why? But I, I, I would do that. I would absolutely watch them. Okay. I mean, I, we just came off a segment where we were talking about how important it is to, in essence, root for the team, um, you know, with the city's name across it. I mean, are you just looking for an underdog um, or are we looking for something more here? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for an underdog, but it also has to be fun, right? So, you know, I, I took a gander through the KBO and uh, the CB, CPBL, and I, I've come across the, the best, you know, teams or, or mascot or names or whatever. In the KBO, in the KBO there are the uh, Wyverns. Okay. Oh, I don't even know how, Wyverns? I don't even know how you say that. I think it's a it Wyvern. A I think it's like a dragon. Wyvern? Okay. Yeah, it was. I was unfamiliar with it. And so when I looked it up, it's a it's a two legged dragon and it looks ridiculous. And so I, I love that. I, I would root for, you know, ridiculous two legged dragons. However, there's an even better team in the Taiwanese League. And these are the uh, uni president 7-Eleven Lions. And I am drawn to this only because. I feel like you could really get into the 7-Eleven connection and find lots of ways to connect the, you know, the faux American fan base around 7-Eleven paraphernalia. Like, you know, I'm going to go watch my team. It's three in the morning. The game's about to start. So I've got my spicy bite and my Slurpee and my, you know, three day old taquito and a bag of Cheetos and a uh, rock star mixed with Gatorade and, uh, you know, whatever else you can get from 7-Eleven. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, maybe it's just me. And uh, I, I've seen a lot of people talk about this in terms of rooting for another team in the KBO. Um, I know Suspedis Family Barbecue has been all over this. I, I just don't get it. Um, you know, I love baseball. Um, I like it. But... I have to have some emotional investment in it. Um, and I feel like the KBO and the Taiwanese baseball league doesn't give me any emotional investment. I mean, why would I want to watch this over, you know, old mass and highlights? I mean, I feel like I have more of an emotional investment within mass and highlights, um, than the KBO league or Taiwanese league. Well, I think part of it would be the weirdness, right. Okay. And, and leaning, leaning into the weirdness. These are weird times, right? It, it very, everything's unusual. You might as well just live it out. Like, here's another thing. I would I would have a watch party, right? And because, you know, we're socially distant, you know, those leagues are playing with cardboard cutouts in the stands. Why not make cardboard cutout uh, friends to attend your watch party? Mm. So you know, kind of like they're putting cardboard cutouts um, in, you know, the stadiums right now to right. in essence simulate the, the, the stands. 
Just go full weekend at Bernie's. Okay. Cardboard cutouts all around you. You know, make food for all those people, and then just shame eat it all night while failing to understand what's going on at the baseball game. Oh, that's that's the other thing. Uh, if I were to get into watching uh, these games, I would not want the English commentary. Okay. Again, leading leaning into the weird, I would want to be totally mystified by what was being said. The game is familiar, but their reactions to it, I would kind of like to to wonder. All right, so are you going Taiwanese Baseball League or are you going KBO uh, in May if there is no baseball back? You know, I think I'm going to do I think I'm going to do Taiwan again just for the 7-Eleven tie-in cuz I, I I think it's junk food uh, capabilities are just too strong. All right, I think I'm going to try KBO and see how it goes. Um I I don't think it's going to work out really well for me. Um I think I'm I'm in essence not going to have that passion by the way that's five in essence is now uh, in the show. Um but but we'll give it a shot. Um you know, there's only 10 franchises which seems weird to me. Um, it feels like everybody gets in the playoffs. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what, Scotty, if, if you, if it feels weird and you're just not getting into it, you're always welcome to borrow my cardboard cutout friends. Uh, I would appreciate that. Um, you know, it's good for me to talk to them and, uh, at least have someone that respects me. All right, Scotty, quick, quick bonus question. You asked me a question I'm going to turn that right back on you. I'm going to ask you a question. You know, baseball might be hard to come by these days. We might be looking across the ocean for it. But news is cheap. You know, baseball news, hard to come by. News news, it's everywhere, right? And it's often ridiculous. And, uh, you know, this week, the made-up human construct that we call the economy divided by zero and the price of crude Crude oil dropped to a whopping negative $40 a barrel. And look, this this podcast is not about current events. It's not, and it, this is made painfully obvious by uh, my Orioles-related spending habits, but it is not about economics. It's about baseball and a certain commitment to silliness. So the question to you is, what is your own barrel of oil when it comes to baseball? What would they have to pay you to take off their hands, either Major League Baseball in general, or the Baltimore Orioles. And I'm, I'm just going to go off, you know, give you an example and say uh, those those uh, batting practice hats, the trippy LSD-infused Oh, yeah, the ones that are like the, uh, overlaid. Right, the swinging bird with the face all over it. They would have to pay me $40 to, to take one of those out of the store. Okay. Uh, I, I think for me, one would be, uh, you know, being um, – a bodyguard slash chauffeur for uh, Jeffrey Mayer when uh, he would attend the next Orioles Yankees game. Um, had to be paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> that's at least a, that's at least a forty dollar uh, expenditure, is it? Yeah, I think All that's right. at least forty dollars. All right. If I were to if I were to purchase game tickets, they would have to pay me forty dollars to go to Game Three of a potential sweep, you know, the third game in a series, uh, Orioles versus Yankees. At Camden Yards, I do not want to be amongst those people. If it happens, I've had too many uncomfortable days uh, at the ballpark in that situation. No, thank you. They would have to pay me. Uh, I think uh, Major League Baseball would have to pay me 
uh, to go back to Fenway Park and not sit in the bleachers, but just sit in uh, behind the home plate. Um, the knee condition there uh, is um, absolutely atrocious. Uh, I can't imagine sitting and watching another game in Fenway Park and just literally having my knees buckle uh, against me anymore. I cannot co-sign that. And Scott, if you weren't so tall, this but, wouldn't yeah, be a problem. That is very true of most Boston fans. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, they would have to pay me a large sum of money to catch for the Baltimore Orioles with any equipment that wasn't military-grade protection. You know, because one catcher, shame on me. Or shame on you. Two catchers, shame on me. Look, too many wacky things happen behind the plate. I would uh, I would be a little concerned without some nutshells. Uh, Jake, I think the Orioles would have to pay me uh, to be the pastry chef uh, for the Orioles during the 2014 season. You know, as part of my responsibility, it's important for me to you know serve nutritious, um, hearty pies um, to the clubhouse after the game so that they can regain their energy. And this Adam Jones guy just keeps taking the pies and throwing it in people's faces. It literally is ruining my work on a day in and day out basis. So, uh, Jake, I think Major League Baseball is going to have to pay me in order to do that job. I like I like the fact that the season is going so well that we're into talking about Orioles pastry, pastry chefs um, from 2014. I would, have, <laughs> I would have to be I would have to be paid a king's ransom to be the publicist for a day for Aubrey Huff. Oh, that's a good one. He said, he said, what? No way. Uh, I think I would have to be paid uh, a, a, uh, a, a Derek Jeter gift basket uh, <laughs> to, uh, mm, let's see, what would be worthy of a Derek Jeter gift basket? Oh, I got this. Um, I would have to be paid a Derek Jeter gift basket to be a MC at a karaoke bar for Major League Baseball personality. The last thing I wanted to have to do is have Joe West come up on stage and belt out some Western karaoke uh, to blow out my eardrums. That's the last thing I want to uh, ever see and or hear in my life. Okay. I am uh, I'm officially out of, of items that I would need to be paid to do. Scott, anything less left on your list? I've only got one more, um, and that's uh, Major League Baseball and the Orioles would have to have paid me a lot of money to uh, be in charge of going in and cutting out Buck Walter's nose hairs to prevent that nose whistle. <laughs> All right, guys, be sure to tell us what baseball or the Orioles would have to pay you to do. You're obviously much better at this than we are. Tweet at us at BirdseyeViewBAL and let us know what would, what, would, what would be not free of charge for you. And that... That is our show. So remember, you can find this and our entire catalog of indispensable episodes at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. Bird's Eye View is available for download wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Please remember to rate and review the show. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. Um, seriously, uh, really appreciate uh, everyone reaching out to us and letting us know that they want to continue to hear us. Um, and again, we appreciate folks coming out and, uh, you know, putting reviews out there. Um, it helps others to, in essence, be part of this community that we are enjoying for the first time. Come and get social with us. You can find us uh, at birds, uh, contact at birdsaviewbaltimore.com. You can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. But the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter, where we tweet at birdseyeview.com. 
B-A-L. And with that, Baltimore and beyond, I'll bid you all a fond adieu adieu. Good night, Baltimore. Be safe out there. And in essence, let's go O's. I think it was only seven times tonight, Jake. It was there was thirteen. Thirteen? Damn. Thirteen. Damn. Well, got better. You know, here's the question. You've always said be safe out there. Are you gonna continue to say that after it, it is uh, no longer unsafe out there? Uh I don't think it'll ever be safe again. For one reason or another. For one reason or the other. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.